All right. So I think you're really going to like this episode. This is with uh, some clients of mine, Andrew and Savannah, who have a very quickly growing washing and painting business down in Florida. Um, They're husband and wife uh, power couple. And uh, I got to sit down with them uh, for close to half an hour here and just hear their story into entrepreneurship and how they have been rapidly scaling up their business. So uh, we had the privilege to work together and build some systems um, in their business. Uh, And it's just been such an amazing journey um, that they've been on to really transition from being busy, busy, busy technicians into moving into managers uh, and eventually into entrepreneurial roles. Uh, within their company, um, which has been super cool to see. So I hope that you find a lot of value in this. I hope that you get encouraged because if you're where they were, uh, busy driving around in the truck, uh, stressed out, dealing with the hundreds of demands running a home service business, uh, I think you're going to find a lot of value and a lot of encouragement with this. So get ready to take some notes. uh, And I hope that you enjoy uh, today's episode. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, everyone. It's Dave Mormon here uh, with Home Service Business Coach. I have my long lost friends, uh, Andrew and Savannah uh, from P&P Wash with me today. Uh, And we're going to be doing a lightning round interview. So Andrew, Savannah, how are we doing? Uh, We're recording on on a beautiful Friday. How are you guys doing today? We're doing awesome. It's really hot here in Florida. So I wish we could trade weather with you right about now. Yeah, no, no doubt. I feel like our weather just broke here in Canada in a in a good way. So we're we're trying to catch up to you guys. <laughs> so I I want to profile you guys because you guys have just an amazing story in in entrepreneurship, and you know I kind of wanted to treat this episode just as a as a simple conversation and almost let our listeners listen in because um, you guys didn't start with you know, a whole bunch of means to get this business going or some crazy investor. Um, you guys really bootstrap this thing, which is really near and dear to my heart. So let's just kick it off and and maybe tell us who you guys are and tell us a bit about um, your company that you guys are running down there in Florida. Well, this is Andrew. And uh, yes, we are PNP Exterior and we started our business in September of 2020, kind of out of a uh, necessity, I guess I'd say. Um, we were right in the heart of COVID. I was a traveling painter for a, another local company, and we lost a lot of travel work when that happened. And it put us in a position where we were getting out of our house, moved into a camper, cut down on all our overhead on our bills, and Savannah and I decided what better time to start a business than at that moment. And so we both literally quit our jobs. We both worked together and like overnight, we were like, we're doing this. And the next day we were boots on the ground, getting ready to go and, and just went from there. And it's been a ride. (laughs) He he says the word overnight a little loosely um, because 
I've always wanted to do something for myself for as long as I can remember. Even while we were painting for the other company, I was thinking about maybe starting my own food truck or having a boutique, all of which now in retrospect, looking back would have been awful ideas for me, but it was better than where I was at. And I just, I really wanted something that was mine and COVID for us really turned into a blessing in disguise. Um, I know it wasn't that case for a lot of people, but for us, it really, it forced our hand and it made us make a decision. And fortunately for us, we took the step and just kind of followed suit. Yeah. Wow. So if the work didn't dry up through COVID, you guys might've never even made the jump maybe. Probably not because I think with the work just stopping, we didn't have anything to lose, but we also didn't have anything to fall back on. Mm -hmm. um, and then not having a rental anymore because we were living in a camper at his parents' house. We literally had nothing to lose. I mean, we didn't have a house to lose. We didn't have a car payment because we had already paid our vehicles off. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was our opportunity and we had to take it. Wow. Sounds like a chapter of you guys' book one day. I can already see the title. It's called <laughs> not, Nothing to Lose. You know, that's yeah. that. What, what a great way to start a business, though. I mean, I think one thing I like when there's not a lot of access to resources is you guys get, I like to call it scrappy, and, and you really value every dollar. And every dollar you spend, you run it under a magnifying glass of, is this an investment? And will this help us ultimately. And I think sometimes we can spend more frivolously when we've got, you know, 10, 20, $50,000 in a checking account and someone's backing us. So um, that that's really good. But I know that startup is not easy. So like, I, I will get into how you guys have done really well with this business. But I want to start like, what were some of the early day maybe struggles or challenges because we're coming up on maybe two and a half years or so at time of this recording. So tell us a, a couple challenges you guys had early on with the business. Man, would it be too chica to say that everything was a challenge? No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, we we went in literally not having a clue what we were doing. We started our business not knowing what business we were starting because we started with the intention of wanting to paint. And so Andrew jumped on YouTube trying to figure out a way to prep houses more quickly um, so that we could paint. And then that's where we kind of discovered the soft wash world. And then we're, we decided let's not be a paint company. Yeah. Obviously it, that didn't last very long. I literally returned a brand new paint sprayer back to the paint store and took that money and invested it into our pressure washing equipment. It was literally that quick of a pivot. And it was the right move in the end. So, yeah. So you went heavy in washing. And now since you guys have in the course of your journey, you've since added the painting, right? Yes, we added that back into it. The two kind of go hand in hand. I think eventually both worlds will collide. I think we're kind of almost pioneers um, in a weird sense with soft wash and painting as one company. Um, but we're, it, it's been working for us and we've been very blessed. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. We could go on and on. I mean, my background is having a painting company and I think there's, there's pros and cons. One thing with the washing industry, I find tough to beat is really just the profitability of the, of the low pressure of the soft wash cleaning jobs there. 
it's really hard to put a painting company up to that and yield the same hourly rate for for production that that's what i've found so i definitely see there's both sides the paint jobs on the other hand are nice because you can fill up a schedule for a week or two or even a month at a time in some cases hmm. yes it, it's been a balancing act for sure but i think we're finally starting to get a handle on it. I know you described our business at one point as a rocket ship put together by duct tape. (laughs) So we're starting to get some screws in there now. It's starting to become more functional. Yeah, no, let's, let's go on that a little bit because you guys, you know, share as much as you like, but I, we've coached a lot of people and I, and I told you guys this early that you guys are, have something very special here. And and I, I like to look for not all partnerships are are great in business, right? And you guys have a unique one where not only are you guys um, married and life partners, but you're also partners in this business. Can you can we actually talk about that for a minute, just on how you guys divide up your roles? Because you guys are both like fairly active owners. So I'd love to hear like, hey, Andrew kind of takes care of this, and Savannah does this because and and comment maybe on what's made your partnership uh work cuz most people will will think it will work and then it ends up not working out well it it's not easy like we'll be the we'll be honest about that that takes a lot of work you have to be able to divide the two entities apart and you know from home life and your work life. I'm going to add in a little bit of humor in here because owning a business together and being married, it's a fine line between, you know, getting into a spat and not ending up on the nighttime news. Yes. (laughs) Yep. But it's also, uh, I think when we started, we were making the mistake of each of us trying to know each other's job inside and out. There's good and bad to that, but there's also micromanaging with each other, which causes conflict. And we've got to the point now where like, I trust what she's doing on this side of the business to see trust what's going on in the field and the quality and the technique and behind that, um, that took, that was a learning curve for us. And it's still a struggle at times, but I know she, I know what I'm not good at and she's, she knows what she is good at, if that makes sense. So in the marketing world, when it's creating content, I, I'm good at getting stuff to her and she takes it to another level and that helps our organic growth with our business. And there's just many different facets that way that works. Yeah. You, you guys like kill it on social media, Savannah, that, and that that's in your wheelhouse, right? You, sometimes we see posts um, from companies that are like, I call them like corporate looking posts or like, ah, no, I don't really say anything where yours like they have kind of this like X factor, almost like cool brand feel very much behind the scenes. So that is that's all you, it sounds like, hey, in the social media world. Um, for the most part, yeah. And it's also we we like to think of ourselves as being fun people. You know, when we're on the job, we're very, we're serious. We take our business very seriously, but we also both have these kind of quirky personalities and that because that is us, you know, every brand's supposed to have a story. People love a story. And for us, our personalities are a part of that, which is why you'll see me cut and paste a meme somewhere and put our faces on there. And it, 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 People like to see that because it is so different from what they're used to seeing from a business. You know, usually you get back to back before and after pictures and we try to break the break that up. Um, And I think it has helped with the engagement. 
Yeah, totally. So to let the listeners know you guys' role, Savannah, you're heading up marketing, you're doing a lot of the selling and Andrew kind of sits in this uh, pseudo like operations manager, general manager role. Is that sound about right? That's spot on. Cool, cool. So let's get back to the rocket ship. So you guys are growing this thing, you're growing quickly. Uh, you're in a you're in an excellent market in in my estimation. How how has systems help provide you guys uh, maybe some better duct tape for this rocket ship? And and this is something I don't want the listeners to think you you build systems once and then you're you're done. It's it's always ongoing. But I think in an initial startup, you start to get some jobs and the phone starts ringing and your schedule goes crazy and it's like wow, this is like full on all the time. So talk us through maybe a, some key systems that you guys have put in your business that when you look back, you're like, this was a pretty fundamental like system that, that we put in and, and we're still benefiting uh, to it from this, to this day. So when we first started, we obviously had no systems one, because we didn't know what systems were and two, because we didn't need them. I, I say that now in retrospect, we did, but when it was just us two, I felt like we didn't at the time. In 2022, that's when we the, pick, the paint started picking up and we decided, hey, we need to bring some people on. But with that came a lot of headaches and a lot of chaos because people would show up to the job site and people, we didn't know what we were doing. We knew how to paint, but no one had an assigned job. Um, so... Now we we got it structured to where we pull up X and X knows that they're putting out the cones. So-and-so knows that they're prepping the house, they're masking and taping everything. Such and such knows that they're getting out all the paint buckets, the brushes, the sprayers. So everything is organized now. And so it really cuts into the chaos and gets rid of it. And it has made us um, more functional in our day-to-day operations. And I generally believe that if we didn't have any type of system in place, that our business would be in distress. And you can feel free to add to this because I know I didn't delve into that. Yeah, and and it's not every system has to be a big system. It's a matter of just like she said, guys in the field knowing the little things to make a job over that mark, over over exceed your customers' expectations. It's, in my opinion, it's all the little things that add up that make us better than our competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I don't really want anything else to add to that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really well said guys. I like that point, Andrew. It doesn't, sometimes we get intimidated and we think it needs to be complex and, you know, a full binder of a system. Like even we're talking about social media, like even Savannah, you prepping your post, getting content, posting daily, like you guys are pretty much posting daily that's a system in itself of just like, it may be so automatic to you now, but that's something that gets followed and like, and helps advance the business and, you know, job site checklist too, Andrew, like you show up, where do you put the cones? Where do you start with the prep? How do you talk to a client? You guys get tons of Google reviews as well. Like there's just a a whole business is just full and full of systems that I think we just need to start on a, on a small level. Has the system- like, has it ever intimidated you guys building the systems or is it something that you've got a little bit more comfortable with over the the few years here? It's something we've gotten a little more comfortable with. 
Um, I'm learning that we have a base of systems, right? Like mm-hmm. you have your basics, just like, you know, when you're a child, you learn your phrases, that way you can communicate with your parents. And for us, it's similar because we have such a wide range of jobs from residential to these bizarre commercial jobs and plus a wide range of services. So each system, when you're at each job, can be a little different than the last job. So Mm -hmm. as long as we're sticking to our core values and our foundations, then I think, you know, our team is going to be able to pull off and they're going to be able to pull off efficiently. 100%. You said a word that's near and dear to my heart, core core values. Um, I know we were chatting before we, we hit record here on, on hiring and, and, you know, a lot of people have um, struggles with hiring as they've grown. Can you guys talk through how that's gone um, over the last year or so for you guys with actually because a, a business needs to needs to crawl before it can walk. And I think, you know, you guys are starting the business, you're doing everything, you're you're kind of crawling, but to move to that walking stage, you need to build a team. So can you can you talk through um maybe a piece of advice even for a listener of like, hey, this worked really well for us with with building the team that we have today? Cause the business is now bigger than just the two of you. Yes, I would say just any advice I could give. We started, uh, when we started building our paint team, it was just Savannah and I, and we did the traditional sit down interview, had all our questions laid out perfectly. And really, I think we got, we had one employee we hired out of that. We had, we went through a couple, one stuck for maybe six months, but we kind of got away from the traditional hunt of looking for help, I would say, because most people do it that route and they put a lot of ads out and I'm sure it works for certain people, but the people we have now are literally people that were already in our lives, maybe not like on a day-to-day basis, not even close friends or anything, but we saw value in what they were pursuing in their life, what their goals were and kind of it, it, like you, I can go into Walmart and you can meet an employee that went the extra mile to help you. And I'm like, in my mind, that's who I'm looking for. The yeah. person that's going to take care of the customer and take care of the little details because doing it the other route, you're only going to get someone's uh, best foot forward in an interview. Whereas with their guards down and you see them in real life, everyday situations, they don't know they're being interviewed, if that makes sense. So oh, yeah. it helps them see their personality and who they are. And it helps you see their character too. And yeah. that's very important to us. Yeah. I, but on, on that, uh, I know people have a hard time finding help. I, I really feel like we've just been blessed. I mean, it's, it's, you have bad days here and there, but there's days it feels like, man, I got to come down on these guys and get things straightened out. But we, we, I had to do that very few times and it's corrected, but most days our, our philosophy is try to be lighthearted. Uh, we want work to be a place where you want to be not dread to be, you know? Yep. hundred percent. Can I add to that? Oh yeah. So there is a phrase a lot of people have said, and they don't always say it in reference to business, but it is feed your children first. And that is an approach that Andrew and I 
have tried to take when it comes to our employees. We always try to make sure that they're taken care of and their needs are met before our own are met. Um, because at the end of the day, they are the heartbeat. They are why we have anything that we have today. You know, without them, we wouldn't we wouldn't have anything. And I think that was a lesson we learned, unfortunately, the hard way, like most employees do. You know, we had the really horrible bosses. We had the greedy bosses. We had the corporate bosses, and we're striving to be the opposite of everything that made us so miserable mm -hmm. and unhappy and empty feeling when we were employees. And yep. now we're yep. surrounded by not only people that I know you said hire people that you can hang out with at a barbecue. Mm -hmm. You know, if you anyone who follows us knows that they have become our family. I mean, we've cried together, we've laughed together, we spend weekends together, going to games, uh out dancing, going to restaurants, just genuinely hanging out because we have a genuine love that was natural born for each other. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I think it shows though, like, I think the core values like root back to the owners. And I think like, you know, we hear all the time, no one wants to work, but I think the reality is no one wants to work for that specific employer. Like, I think when you guys mm -hmm. exude the energy that you guys do and like even just following you guys on Facebook, like you're quite public posting, you know, you guys' date nights and what you're going, what you're doing. I'm like, man, for running a business, a family, like you guys live a live a good life outside of the business too. And I think like people are just kind of drawn to be around you guys. And I think like that's the advantage for everyone to listen in. That's the advantage of owning a small business is it brings the barriers down of these, these glass ceilings and, oh, they're the boss. I'm the lowly employee. It's like, I call our employees really team members. And, and I really view like me working with them because we're all building this together. Um, and it's just, you a just different... said, yeah, you said something key there. You said we're working with them and we view it the same way. If you see our posts too, we never call them our employees or subcontractors yeah. or anything, not even crew members. We always say team in capital letters because we do have the opportunity to work with them. We're working side by side with them. And I mean, we're by no means perfect. Andrew and I make a ton of mistakes. We make mistakes all the time. We make mistakes when it comes to leading the team. But I think at the end of the day, as an owner, you also have to have courage enough and also swallow your pride and have accountability. 100%. Yeah. You guys have done a lot of work with, I think, just reflecting on self too and, and who you guys are. And I think who better to do that than when you do work for someone, you know, if anyone's taking notes, I think a, a poor boss or poor employer will, you know, micromanage, um, not be very inspirational. I think we've all had issues with past bosses and small businesses where, you know, you're working for X percentage and then suddenly the percentages change and I don't know how much I'm getting paid when I'm getting paid or there's a, you know, the boss is saying we really care about service, but he's secretly telling you or she's telling you, you know, work faster, cut corners. Like there's all these things you can just mm -hmm. run the opposite way and build a business somewhere, build a business that's really true to you guys's values. And when you start attracting people around that, that's when you have a small army 
that are all aligned with your core values. So it's just like so, so cool to hear you guys are, are living proof of all the stuff that, that we do and that we teach and you guys are living it out. It's just so cool to see. So let, let's kind of wrap up here. I want to give you guys both the mic because you guys have grown quickly. I'd love to hear each of you just drop one gold nugget. Like let's sum it all up. Someone's listening. They're busy on the truck. Maybe they're encouraged with you guys and maybe they're two or three years behind you guys and getting going in entrepreneurship. Maybe they just went to Home Depot like I did and bought their first, uh, you know, homeowner grade Ryobi pressure washer, wherever they are. What would be one piece of advice you'd have to the entrepreneur listening who who's passionate about growing this thing? I'll I'll, I'll give you guys the mic to kind of uh, drop drop a gold nugget each. Okay, well, mine is just to start. You know, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of anxiety, but start with that. Start with that fear, start with that doubt, start with everything that you're feeling. Because if you're waiting for the perfect time or the perfect circumstance, it'll never come and you're going to be left holding a whole bag of what ifs. Mm. And that's something you're going to sit on for a very long time. So I would say take that first step. That's what it takes. Um, I would add to that. I got a couple of things, just little bullet points. Um, don't overcomplicate things. I, I see so many, I mean, we're still kind of new in my eyes, but some people might look up to us, but I, I'll see new guys in the industry that just overcomplicate every little step of like, if it's building a system or equipment or how to find work, just keep it simple. Um, a couple other things would be uh, embrace get being uncomfortable, be uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable because the more successful you get, that's going to come. You're going to be in front of more people. You need to get on those Facebook lives, even though you hate it and you think you suck at it. You probably do, but eventually you're going to start getting better at it. Um, we used to just dread it. <laughs> now it's like breathing. It's just like, hey, get yeah. it done, whatever. We yeah. do one every day, every day, except for the weekend. Um, wow. Don't stop learning. That's another thing I struggled with. We got into this a year and a half and we had saw all sorts of success and I got comfortable for a little while where I was just stopped reading books, stopped educating myself, stopped applying what I did learn. Um, there's so many things I have to go back and revisit. And you're like, man, why, why did I stop that? Like we go to the huge convention or something like that. And you go mm -hmm. a year later, you come across your notes and you're like, that never got past this book. I didn't even implement it. You know what I mean? Yep. So that would, that'd be my advice is all those things. And the final thing I'm going to close with that I always say, and it's, it's not my quote, but it's one that I've, I hold near and dear to me. And that's watch your own bobber. Stop worrying about what everyone else around you is doing. Stop worrying about your competition or the new guy in town that's doing what you're doing. Just focus on yourself. I love that. We're pretty good as entrepreneurs to look left and right rather than just look forward and look how far we've come, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gap versus the gain. Yeah, great, great book reference. And it's just like funny because it's, uh, I think it's Tony Robbins who coined the term, it's, it's progress equals happiness. And so sometimes we think we're going to get our business to a million dollars and then we're going to just cruise it. I don't like you'll get there. I don't think you'll be happy because as entrepreneurs and you guys mentioned too, you're starting up a new service. Like, it's just like, 
you always want to just keep striving to be better. But I don't think happiness comes from you beating your competitor by X percent. It comes from like improving you being better than you were yesterday, last week, last month. And I think it's a, it's a really good last gold nugget, Savannah, like keep, keep your eyes on your own bobber. I like that. We call it in Canada, keep your eyes on your own fries, but I like the bobber too. <laughs> That's awesome. Just, well, let just go I, ahead. I, Andrew. I got yeah. One little plug for David here in case anyone's listening, because we, we went through David's home service coaching and very happy with what we got out of it. We, people will take away different things from those type of classes and training just to be upfront with people listening. Cause we've been approached by a number of different people asking, is it worth the money? Is it worth doing it 100%, but there's a right time and a right place to do so. When we first met David, we were sitting in a camper that we spoke of earlier. And I remember you mentioning David, you could hear us literally typing as you were talking because we were just downloading any information you could have, you could give us. And I don't yeah. even think we had our first job at that point yet when we found mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it didn't, there's no way we could afford to plug that into our business at the time, but a year and a half later we did, and it helped us grow and succeed to another level and build other relationships out of that. So that's that's where I'm at with uh, the home service. 100%. You got a fan here, or I would highly recommend it. Just do it at the right time. Yeah. No. Appreciate you guys. And uh, the one thing I'll throw back to you guys: you guys were a, a joy to coach in our program because you guys come in and you take and you take action. And and that's something we'll leave the listeners with is it all comes down to the implementation of of your business and you got you can't teach that uh, that hunger that you guys have uh, and you're getting after it so love love to hear it guys um lastly maybe savannah tell us um the best place to uh find you guys and maybe make mention of your facebook page too cuz i think you guys are really leading the charge on that i'd love the viewers to check out what you guys are doing all right well on instagram linkedin and facebook we are at pp exterior wash um so pnp exterior wash that's us and david it's been an absolute pleasure yeah absolutely are you guys coming to the huge convention this year or you're looking at it that's the plan our children oh. will be very upset because they saw the pictures of the gaylord last year <laughs> if they didn't get a chance to go this year i don't think we'd ever hear the last of it oh man i hope to uh, make it there myself and we'll have to link up i'll uh, i'll have to give you guys a hug Yes, sir. We look forward to that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Andrew, Savannah, everyone. We're going to sign off with uh, today's lightning round. Go check these guys out. uh, And you guys have a, a blessed rest of your day. Same to you. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.